0: hello and welcome to let's talk robotics i'm your host nikki russo and it's my pleasure to introduce you to our robotics community in australia today is episode 137 i think it is and my i have a very special guest for you Lee Martin has been involved in health and accommodation for many years. He's had a long adventurous career as an army nursing officer, reaching the rank of lieutenant colonel. He's now the chief executive officer, director of care at Taninda Lutheran Home. Lee began his career as a motor mechanic prior to completing his various nursing qualifications. He has a degree in health science, graduate certificate of social science, diploma of government management and completed various management health accreditation and governance courses. Lee, welcome and thank you so much for joining me today.
1: Thank you very much.
0: I have... I have to tell our audience, that's a very um, shortened CV that I've read out there. So um, please check out our show notes for more information. And he's got several titles behind his name as well. So um, check those out. Lee, tell us a little bit about your journey that led to you be uh, the CEO of Teninda Lutheran Home.
1: As as you've just sort of indicated, uh, I started life as a motor mechanic and then took up a nursing career Entered the army sort of later in life, but I've I've been a nursing officer in the army for over thirty years, and and ultimately when I finished full time army, I came back to South Australia and started working in country hospitals, uh, which then led me to working in aged care. So I've I've done aged care quite a bit in South Australia, but did go to Queensland. For a number of years, and then came back to South Australia. And uh, I've been in my current position here at Leader and home for over nine years. So I, I call working in the Barossa Valley, like working in God's country, because I have the best best in food, wine and a good time. And I love my job.
0: You'll make the rest of our audience jealous listening to this. I have to say, though, I do I do like Adelaide when I go down there for visits.
1: Excellent! It's always the best best place in the world. I've been to a lot of places around the world, and I always enjoy coming home.
0: Oh, it's good. Tell us a little bit about the newly formed Aged and Community Care Providers Association, and also the other positions and work that you do.
1: So, part of my professional. Enjoyment is, is governance. And so I have, in actual fact, uh, been part of the Aged Care Association, uh, ACPA, for a number of years. I was uh, a, a director for the previous two years, but I, I've, in actual fact, just stepped down from that position. But I do hold other positions within ACPA, as in on the chair of the South Australian ACPA Residential Services Committee. So that's uh, an organization that meets monthly online, and there's probably 40 or 50 people meet on that. But I'm also part of the customer, ACPA customer service subcommittee which uh, involves uh, a meeting every couple of months
0: fantastic i think our audience think we're going to talk about aged care for the rest yeah. of the chat and they're probably wondering why are you here no. we'll enlighten them all why are you here you have a particular interest in robots tell us a little about about this
1: look my my interest in robots started nearly five years ago i went to it believe it or not an aged care conference and there were <laughs> there were some robots actually being demonstrated. And so from discussions with the salespeople, uh, it was decided that we would uh, do a bit of an uh, investigation and a trial out here at Tanunda Lutheran Home. Tanunda Lutheran Home is a, uh, a 70-year-old building. From one end to the other is almost one kilometre. And what we discovered was is that my staff, were pushing various types of trolleys around the facility on average of 9,000 kilometres a year. So we very rapidly turned that into hours and savings and so on. And what we established was is that by introducing three robots, I could save 2.5 FTE in staffing time. Now, that doesn't mean I actually cut my staff two and a half FTE. What I did is I've given that time that we are saving by the introduction of the robots back to the clinical staff to spend more time with their residents. And there's a very comfortable trade-off for that. So our robots support our staff in what they do in completing back of house type tasks, moving trolleys, moving linen trolleys, moving food trolleys, dirty linen, clean linen. And I now have wet and dry cleaning robots. I have comfort robots. And I even have window washing robots. So I have about 10 different robots uh, around the facility at the moment, with a couple more to be trialled in the not too distant
0: I'm absolutely fascinated that of all places that are adopting robotics, it's an aged care facility. So congratulations with that first up. Um, so just talking about the robots and the integration with your, um, your residents, how did that go?
1: Let me just say that uh, if anybody thought it was easy introducing robots anywhere, it, 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 uh, it's not easy. I've, in actual fact, had robots on site for four plus years, and I've yet to complete the implementation program. So I haven't signed off on the total program. So there's a lot to learn in the implementation of the robots. But once our robots physically arrived, or before they arrived, we had a trial of one of the robots, and one of the first robots we had was an Omnicon robot. I call it a truck robot. But if you can remember back to when uh, the Jetsons were uh, a thing on TV, Rosie the Robot, well, we have two Rosie the Robots wandering around our facility here. So the first robot that actually came was dressed up to look like Rosie the Robot out of the Jets. And the residents very rapidly got to know Rosie the Robot and we really just expanded from there. When the actual robots arrived, we had a ceremony. We then had a naming competition to actually name the robots. And then we had an official naming ceremony. Being a Christian organisation, my uh, chaplain has, has a great sense of humour. And so with a bit of a uh, Irish twist, we did a, an official naming ceremony. So we have Axel Speckle. And um, <laughs> so it, it's now a big thing that robots are actually named when they come into the suite.
0: I think that's just absolutely classical. And do you think um, this has made the adoption easier and more accepting from the resident's point of view?
1: Yeah, look, the big thing is about the robots in our facility. They, they actually... Uh, transition in the same corridors as what the residents and staff do. And so our robots are very, very polite. They do not run into residents. We've had the occasional resident run into a robot because they're not watching what they're doing. But um, look, the, the robots announce when they're coming around a corner, they adjust their speed, they move to the left if someone's Uh, walking towards them, or if another robot is coming towards them, believe it or not, our staff and residents actually talk to the robots. And the residents know the robots that well, that each robot seems to have its own little quirky ways. And uh, so, uh, yeah, the residents love the robots. There's the occasional little hiccup and so on. Uh, But overall they've been very well accepted by uh, our residents here.
0: I'm floored and absolutely congratulations. You know, you and I had a discussion last year and I mentioned that um, I had a, a similar business to yours that that's parked now, but um, doing the same thing. And I think one of the biggest challenges I had in dealing with aged care facilities and others was the health and safety aspect. And, You know, how did you navigate around that?
1: So uh, within our facility, through the implementation process, all our swinging doors became automatic sliding doors. The robots can automatically open and close doors. They can automatically go up and down the lift. And so by the introduction of the robots, the reduction of manual handling is incredible. Uh, The statistics I've got that... From the census in 2021, there were 14 million people employed in Australia. 500,000 of those were on work cover at the time of the census. And the reason they were on work cover, uh, the main injuries were due to pushing, pulling or lifting. And so if there's any way of reducing those sorts of strains and stresses on our cohort of workers, mainly women, mainly uh, middle-aged women, uh, it's got to be of benefit. So we train our staff to use the robot rather than just leaving the robots where it is and say, I can do it quicker. It's not a matter of, yes, they might be able to walk quicker than the robot, but the robot's more efficient and the robot doesn't suffer injuries like some of our staff haven't. The cleaning robots are proving to be really good. The wet robot is very, very efficient and doesn't leave a slippery floor like if I get my cleaners to use a mop and bucket. It takes half an hour for the floors to dry, whereas with the two cleaning robots, uh the floor's dry within five minutes. Superb really is. My maintenance people aren't having to hang out the second floor to uh, wash the external windows. The window robot can now do that. So, yeah, lots of uh great things. We have signs all around our facility indicating that robots used here. There's places where robots stop and rest. And so there's signs saying robots stop and rest here. So staff and residents know the robots are around. The robots do announce themselves. So, uh, again, they don't sneak up on people.
0: You're an absolute visionary, and I think we were chatting last time that you thought you were on the point of retiring, but I, I think your retirement has now been pushed back another 10 years.
1: Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> um, but, yeah, cer- certainly for the next couple of years, my particular priority, I suppose, is, is along the lines of what we can do to assist in the future development of robotics, particularly in a more home-like environment. Because look, let's take it, robots are designed at the moment to run around on smooth cement floors, predominantly in, say, a warehousing sort of environment. What we've established over the last couple of years is that robots aren't necessarily designed to be inside a house. The wheels on robots need to be reconsidered. They don't seem to like all sorts of different services. One of the biggest issues we've found with robot uh, software at the moment is robots don't like going up hills. And so in our facility, I actually have a corridor that's at 15 degrees and the robot actually struggles to, to get up that. So we're redeveloping software to meet that. The sensors on robots are very, very sensitive. They don't like different colors and uh, they don't like shiny things. They don't like sunlight coming through windows and all sorts of things. So that's another thing. And then there's the big thing is, is that because I've got so many robots, I've got to schedule them and not only that, but I want to be able to collect. And so now there is software that's just been produced and released by one particular robotic firm that overarches any type of robot, and they can, in actual fact, control the robots from one platform. And we're just installing that robot software as we speak. So That's all exciting, I've got research planned using Queensland University of Technology. They're coming down here in February for an intensive uh, data collection and research. I've also got, believe it or not, the Japanese uh, consortium coming here to their particular interest is in work health and safety and manual handling. So we are getting people from all over the world now coming to T'nundal, either in the home and enjoying the ambience of the Brosser Valley by the are here.
0: Of course. not. We shouldn't miss that out. I think they're going to pay you for advertising them, yeah. never mind the job you're doing. I find this absolutely fascinating, not only, again, as we touched, and I'm, I hope I'm not being insensitive here, but at this late stage of your life, you know, there's this... This fallacy that as people age, they they can't handle technology, but it, it seems you absolutely proves, proving the opposite there in your aged care facility.
1: Yeah, uh, look, I, I I don't call myself a tech nerd or anything like that, but it really comes down to that. I see robots and robotics in in the larger field as a an instrument to assist in the aged care sector into the future. And not only aged care, but also health and also home care disability. It's about the fact that we don't have enough people to do the work that we need to do. And we don't need people to do things that a machine can do very efficiently and very safely. And if I can leave a legacy at the end of my professional career of saying, well, Lee Martin assisted in the uh, advancement of technology in the workforce of health and aged care, I would certainly be very happy.
0: Well,
1: I was just going to say, so about the technology, I have a lot of technology in our home here. We have the latest and greatest nurse call systems and we use a a lot of uh, fancy software and and so on but our residents believe it or not use so much data through our smart TVs sort of uh, keeping up with what's happening out in the big wide world they they are just as tech savvy as anybody else and believe you me there's some of my residents who are extremely tech savvy and enjoy playing around with technology in every sense of the, the words
0: Listen, kudos on all fronts to you. I think that's what you want is that people are engaged and they, they they like the robots because, of course, you know, people are weird creatures. They could sabotage things that they don't like, but it doesn't seem to be the case with you. Now, we've spoken about your residence. How did your staff adapt and adopt? Uh, staff
1: started off a bit slowly, but... I've now got a, a couple of people who are really into the robots and as staff now come on, they are introduced to the robots and so they don't know any any different. And so the robots are so simple to use. It really is just a matter of moving an icon from one point on a, on a, a tablet that's attached to the wall near the kitchenette or the sluice rooms and so on. And you just move an icon to go back to the kitchen or go to the laundry and it's the same again. So it's all very simple. Probably my biggest issue is, is that the, the staff actually want the robots to talk to them. And so <laughs> um I do have Paro the seal. Yeah. Paro the seal is very reactive to voice but i'm about to introduce a robot from melbourne and it's called abby and abby is a particular comfort robot designed and built by a a young robotic engineer in melbourne by the name of grace brown and during covid she got lonely so she built her first robot using a 3d printer And design the software. And this uh, robot can sing and dance, it can do Tai Chi, can blow bubbles, but its AI is so powerful that it can speak at this stage 14 languages. It can also, with facial recognition, actually recognize people and through answering questions, will start a conversation that it will actually remember the next day. And so residents will be able to build up a relationship with this particular robot called Abby. Now, you might think that's a bit strange, but see, not everybody in an aged care facility is comfortable because of the social environment is so different. So we actually have a number of people who are extremely intelligent, but cannot socially mix with other people who may in actual fact have levels of dementia. So they are deliberately socially uh, isolating themselves because they're no one intelligent enough to talk to. Abby the robot will be the answer to their re-socialisation because Abby can answer any question given to it and still remember what answers it gave yesterday, tomorrow, which will be a big big plus in the future re-socialisation of some people in aged care.
0: It's fascinating. I'm actually coming down to Adelaide in March. I'm hoping you've got Abby. I know Grace, so congratulations, Grace. Shout out to you and the fantastic work you're doing. It's a fascinating way where social robots are going and the development and the intelligence. And you've touched on something important is to say, you know, why would people be talking to robots instead of human beings? Because we, we're all different and it just may suit that person.
1: Yeah. Look, I I had a, a, a great experience just a, a few weeks ago. I had um, Senator Ann Rushton, uh, who's the, uh, the Liberal Aged Care senator, at the federal level, come and visit. And Omni Health, which is a Singaporean robotic firm, particularly specialising in pharmacy-type robots, but they've introduced what they call a Temi robot. And so Temi actually took Senator Rushton for a tour of our facility, explaining different um, parts of the facility, even introduced the other robots to the senator and so on. So TEMI is now going to be further developed instead of just being used to to do tours around the place. TEMI is now going to be developed to do telehealth between our residents and clinical staff and GPs and specialists. It will also be involved in doing social contacts between residents and their family Particularly if um, family can't visit, or because they're interstate or overseas, or there are so if our residents are suffering from something like COVID or, or whatever, and so there are new ways of technology being utilised, and uh, it really does come down to the future development of the AI. And this is what I said to Grace Brown. I said, so what do you think else we can do to make the AI of the Abbey robot more specific to aged care? And so here in the Barossa Valley, we use what's known as uh, a, a particular type of German language, and it's called the Barossa Deutsch. And so Barossians like to use, it's like a pigeon English. And the Borossians like to talk and say so Grace is introducing Barossa Deutsch into the Abbey. And then I said, well, because we're a Christian organization, wouldn't it be nice if the robot could have some sort of Christian ethos and that sort of thing? And, and again, it, it's humanizing the robot, but it still looks like a robot. It's still a machine. And again, I, I think that's the great thing.
0: You're touching on important aspects here. I think it's a piece of technology. It's just like a phone. So we all realize we in, we talk to phones like we're on our phones the whole day. Um, <laughs> I had a little subtle reminder how much time I spent on the phone last week. And I went, yes, but I work from my phone as well. So that's my justification. Yeah. But I, I think you the important things is that um, the robot, you can personalize it and it's very important because of your Christian ethos that, that's, that shared with your residents and it's touched on whether the robot says something in a Christian vein or a, a prayer or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, I'm very familiar with Temi because I used to be the distributor in Australia before Omni um Health to over. So well done to Rosh and Shurasan. I'm like I wish them yes. nothing but success. It's a fantastic little robot. And I'm sure you know, adopting the telehealth, you know, when COVID hit, Lee, of course, suddenly doctors, it was fine to use this robot because prior to that I had obstacles upon obstacles of getting it in. But suddenly COVID, it, it was fine. We could use this robot anywhere. But you know, I think. You know, I still know what goes on in the robotics market in the social robots very much, so, and it's a very, very good little robot. That so, I think you're going to have great success there.
1: Yeah. Look, I, ever since I've I've been involved in robotics, what I've noticed is is there seems to be almost a, a either denial or a paranoia of uh, the normal Australian about the use and the benefits of robotics. The first thing people say to me, oh, but they'll take away our jobs. And I keep saying, we don't have enough people to do the jobs that we've got. People don't want to do the jobs that we can get robots to do. And robots can do jobs a lot safer and a lot more efficient than what humans can do. So humans will always have jobs it will just be different jobs. And so... If if there's any way that I can assist in the education of of the Australian society, uh, that's what I'm uh, trying to do, and so that leads me on to sort of announce that Tanunda Lutheran Home, in conjunction with a small consortium of filmmakers, have decided that we're going to do. A forty-five minute, sixty-minute documentary on the use of AI, robots, and technology in the aged care sector, and it will be based here at Tandaleader and Home, sort of in, sort of investigating what it means on uh, residents adapting uh, robots and the robotic sort of field adapting aged care. And we're actually lucky enough to have Noni Hazelhurst as leading the conversation in the documentary. And so we'll actually be looking for some partners. So if there's anybody out there, uh, feel free to make contact.
0: Congratulations. Absolutely fantastic. I, I think it is. I'm so excited to hear it. I'd love to, like, if we can find partners for you, we'll put it out on LinkedIn and put out a bit of a call out there. I think For people to see how successful the adoption of robotics has been, um, particularly in the aged care setting, I think it's a wonderful example of of what we can do with this technology.
1: Yeah, look, I'm I'm forever getting uh, other aged care organisations come to visit and have discussions either about the effects on the workforce or, uh, dare I say, the return on investment. And this is where... Some of the, uh, uh, the, there's just not enough information around on robotics uh, in aged care on the return on investment. And so the Queensland University is actually going to uh, be probably one of the first proper papers uh, produced to uh, investigate research and, and confirm that there is a true return on investment on using robots. Uh, in aged care.
0: Fantastic, fantastic initiative. I can't wait to see the results on that. Lee, i mindful of your time. Um, any closing messages that you'd like to leave our audience with?
1: To the audience who are already uh, robotic engineers, uh, keep up the great work. Something has to happen to the wheels, because I'm led to believe that's the greatest issue in robotics at the moment. And to those who are listening, who maybe are considering the use of robots, give it a try. It's, it's actually worth the journey. It's a it's a, a, a really rewarding journey once you see how quickly the robots can map an area, uh, become a fae with the area and then do the job that they're paid to do. So, and to you, Nikki, thank you very much for uh, the opportunity. To... Oh, it's
0: a great pleasure. Lee, where can our audience uh, reach you?
1: Um, look, they can reach me through... Uh, Uh, either through LinkedIn, an avid LinkedIn person. Uh, But if need be, they can always call our reception number here, which is zero eight eight five six three double seven double seven, and just ask to be put through to me.
0: Super duper. I will put that in the show notes. Lee, thank you so much for your time. Really enjoyed the chat and I obviously wish you continued success and I'm going to watch this with interest, your your, uh, whole film that's going to come out.
1: Yeah, look forward to it and uh, make sure you come and visit of the Barossa Valley when you come out.
0: (laughs) Definitely. You've all got the invitation. To our audience, thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Let's Talk Robotics. I hope you have a fabulous day wherever you are in the world, and I look forward to your company again next week.
1: Thank you.